Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Ripple yoy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple yoy. Oh! Wow! George Pickens! Wow. George Pickens is una bestia! Eres una bestia, George Pickens! Con una sola mano! Never give up on the Steelers! We mock ourselves. You know, Steeler fans are like a one-eyed owl. You know, they think they're so wise. They think they see it all completely unaware that their view is askew. You know, there are those stat owls trying to explain everything with numbers. But Steelers football is not a perfect math. If anything, it's almost part astrology. Like there are those tape owls. You know, seeing is believing. I saw it with my own eyes. Even though the All-22 can't capture the entire spectrum of light that is Steelers football. You know, there's something invisible. Almost ultraviolet. You know, Steeler fans, a lot of you only see in two dimensions. And, and the things that I'm going to say today, you're going to say is blasphemy. You're going to say it might be comedy. Thank you. Thank you. That, that, that would be nice. Yeah. You know, one day, years from now, maybe, maybe not, maybe moments from now, mm-hmm. it's going to click and you and you will find peace, Steeler fan. 
Uh, I, I, I'll be looking forward to that one myself. You know, uh, it's like we're here to open both your eyes. And, and in fact, I'm here to wipe open all three of your eyes. Mm-hmm. There we go. We are your Steelers psychosilbin. <laughs> this is what Jen's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers conversation. I'm Kyle Kreis, here with Greg Benevent. Hello, we're bringing you Steelers talk in no less than four dimensions. Coming up in the uh, in the second half of the show, uh, I've got the 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 true story of Tomlin's Air Force One uh, motivational project. Oh, good. Or uh, I call it. I, I think it's more art. I think it transcends to the level of art. Mm-hmm. We'll talk with Cody Sable about how he got the call and how it all came together. That's coming up in the second half, if, if you if you can last that long. <laughs> but first, uh, let's get to the tweets. It's a dark day when, when, uh, when I'm in complete agreement with <laughs> the Sith Lord himself, at Mark Madden X, Mark Madden. I'm not anti-Steelers, but I'm anti-Steelers fans on Twitter. I think that sums up me uh, to a T. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. I'm not sure if we're at the point yet where we want to hang a plaque around here, like a, you're in Steelers country for this studio, but that could uh, be a contender. You know, I yeah, I uh, I'm to the point where I don't even identify as a Steelers fan. I'm oh. pro-Steelers. Okay. This is a pro-Steeler podcast. Mm-hmm. Not a Steeler fan. Steeler fans are negative three out of four times. And, and I think it, higher than that now. This I think week, that yeah. was that. I think book, if bookings uh, scientists and analysts did another uh, run, they would discover that. Whew. And everyone seems to have the answers. Everyone seems to have the answers out there. Uh, too bad our Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame coach doesn't have the same answers. Wow. Too bad Steeler Nation has the answers that... Uh, that Mike Tomlin just can't seem to see that uh, that the Rooney that Art Rooney the second is just blind to all these Steeler needs. Everyone seemed to have everyone seemed to know what the needs were. Let's break it down here. These aren't even well. Some of these are tweets. Here's uh, Mark Madden. Steelers need big money players to make plays. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to argue with that you know Earth needs gravity to continue on axis. Like, I mean, you know, I, I you know who isn't who who doesn't who is who can't make a play out there? We need all fifty three to make plays. Mm-hmm. I don't know who uh, you know, big and small money, right? It's like whoever's making plays, make plays. Fine, huh? Sports Illustrated Steelers need to end the Mitch Trubisky experiment now. I mean, is it is this an experiment? At this point, it's the uh, the it's the it's the way of the it's the way of the land. It's, I mean, it, not to be that guy, but I mean, when I saw you put this on here, there was a brief moment of like, there's still a Sports Illustrated. <laughs> what else do we Steelers? How about at Ben Vo- Volan from the Boston Globe? Ben Volan, Steelers really need to start Pickett next game. What do they have to lose? I don't I don't know. Maybe a football game. That's more football games. 
Well, I also think, I mean, not to, not to keep picking on these guys, but I mean, when you see someone at the Boston Globe that's a newer guy, I mean, I don't know who Ben Volen is, but I do know that The Athletic and the, I think it's the Boston Sports Review did what, you know, these places tend to do. They tend to post, poach the best guys from the locals and then, you know, the lower guys come up. Hence, Ben Volen uh, telling you, Boston Globe reader, what it is the Pittsburgh Steelers need to do. Everyone, uh, hey, everyone, What? maybe I should have a need. Maybe the Steelers need to lower concession prices. Maybe that should be my headline. <laughs> At MacMilla16, Mackenzie Miller, a sports reporter, Steelers need an offensive coordinator with a mind like Mike McDaniel. That's very specific. That's... Uh, uh, we need to Frankenstein minds into into players now or, or coordinators. I mean, not to be that guy. Did you mean Josh McDaniel or is that Mike McDaniel? Oh, I, I don't know. Hey, maybe there's a Mike McDaniel out there. If there's a there? Mike McDaniel, I don't know who he is either. It, uh, perhaps I'm betraying my own uh, pro Steelers ignorance. Um, how about Daryl McDaniel? That's who uh, Mr. DMC. That's who uh, that's who I would. That's who I'll maybe the Steelers need a new rap from Daryl McDaniel. <laughs> how about at ball blast em? Hmm. Michelle Magdutsky, Mag, uh, Michelle Magzuk from, from yeah. the NFL Network. Yeah, the Steelers need to target George Pickens more. Like that would, you know, that, oh, that's all we need. We need to just target George Pickens more. Shoot, is it that easy? At Steel Legends, Steelers need to wake up. Because we don't have urgency. Well, shoot. If only these players were out there wanting to win. Uh, Man. I, I mean, urgency feels like the more intelligent way to say uh, grit and persistence. And, I mean, I've never I've, – the only time I've ever looked at somebody and thought, ah, oh, they don't have urgency is when they're getting up slowly. And that's usually because they've been hurt in some way. Urgency. Hey, Chooks got that. He was blocking downfield. A little bit too much urgency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe a step back. He had a surplus of urgency, actually. Maybe a little less urgency on uh, <laughs> on those draws or whatever that was. I don't even remember now. I think it was a shovel pass. Oh, a shovel pass? <clears throat> How about at BS Sportsbook, Barstool Sportsbook? The Steelers seem to really need TJ Watts. 0-6 in games without him. I mean, no lies detected. Yeah, but. yeah, no. I mean, that 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 is certainly true. But that's just like citing a stat. I mean, that's like <laughs> master of the obvious there. Yeah, a lot of masters of the obvious this week. At Swagman seventy nine, Penn State football watcher. Honestly, the Steelers need a top ten pick. Mm. Well, I mean, besides Devin Bush, that hasn't happened since Plexico Burris. Yeah. At, uh, uh, and this team's going to have to do a lot worse <laughs> to, if you're going to earn that top ten. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to we're going to have to uh, slow down Mitch. Maybe put him put one arm behind his back. To we're going to have to take the urgency to like a negative four. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Do we need urgency or a top ten pick? Because <laughs> you can't have both. <laughs> At Pittsburgh Sport Steelers takeaways. Steelers aren't fooling anyone. They need a hell a heavy dose of creativity on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, we need Prince on offense and Warhol on defense. I don't know. Uh, you know, that's what we're missing. We're missing the creativity. I mean, I I I I guess I mean that I, I kind of think it's it I, I, when the players aren't doing it, I tend to put it more on the players than than the scheme. I mean, it's it's say oh, the I mean, maybe the scheme's not creative enough on offense. I certainly don't feel qualified to say that, but man, I feel like good players could execute pretty much any number of schemes whether they're creative or not. Ooh, uh, you uh, you must have been uh, you must have been listening to Heinz Ward uh, oh, on the on the podcast this week because he oh, was like, oh. yeah, he said uh, 
He said, he said for him, it's execution first. You got to look in the mirror and say, did I do everything that I could as a player before you start, you know, crying about schemes and coaching and that and, uh, and things of that nature. So yeah, Heinz Ward is the only one, uh, you know, not willing to throw excuses out there. <laughs> needs all these needs. Oh, wait, we got one more. How about at Tommy Jaggy? Steelers cannot go on like this. They need big changes now. Uh, just all, you know, knee, knee, all this needs we need. It really comes down to this. Steelers just need to win. <laughs> That's it. You know, this is going to blow your minds out there. All you tape watchers and stat trackers, uh, you know, and, and next gen analysts. This is going to be a big shock. But this is confirmed by history. Okay, not, some of you are too young to know what history is. Okay. You know, history is is uh, you know is not just uh, F- Randy Feekner. It's, it's actually a, a whole era before that. <laughs> you know, Steeler fans, I swear, are like well, uh, like Guy Pierce in Memento. Okay, you know, it's like. They don't even remember what happened in the game. Like, oh, okay, the one that just ended. It just right. ended. They just see these marks on their body and like something bad happened. But this is going to blow your mind, Steeler Nation. But performance doesn't matter. Stats don't matter. Let me repeat this. This is going to be hard. To, you're, this is going to be against the grain of what you understand as a sports fan, at least for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna assume all the sports that. Performance doesn't matter. You know, oh, you can't win if you don't stop the run. Well, what was the worst Steelers rushing defense in team history? No, oh, it was last year. Right? Last year. Right. What was and what happened last year? Uh, made it to the playoffs. Made it to the playoffs. You know, oh, you can't win if you only throw two touchdowns in three games. Well, what what was the most anemic uh Steelers? Pass attack. We we learned a couple weeks ago what it was the '89 season. Ten passing touchdowns an entire season. Mm-hmm. And what and what happened with that team? Uh, they won a playoff game, right? Oh they my! Were... They they went to the playoffs. It's it, kind of a different world since '89, though. I mean, it's not the same league. Like, you know, uh, well, they'll say you know you need a good offense, right? Here's uh here's <whistles> at Ron Cook PPG Ron Cook Post Pittsburgh Post Gazette's. This Steelers team is in danger of being Mike Tomlin's worst. And, hey, I say bring it on because stats and performance are only a part of the picture. You know, what are the worst offensive Steelers teams? Let's look at 2019, right? That was Duck and and Mace year. Mm -hmm. 24th best scoring offense. 28th best yardage offense. Uh, what was the ultimate result? It, it, a game away from the postseason. Yeah, I mean it, they, that took a toll on that defense, though. I mean that was they were out there a lot. Like, What's it, what? What do tolls mean? What how, do we do? We count tolls in the after season? How many tolls did a team take? No, know. we count we count if you playoffs. Okay, okay. Twenty twenty one, twenty first best scoring offense, twenty third in yardage offense. What was the result? Playoffs, yeah, won the division. No, twenty, not in twenty twenty one. Oh, 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 let twenty twenty one. I was thinking twenty twenty. Yes, at uh, right last year. Yeah, twenty eleven. No, twenty twenty had a uh, had a good offense. Twenty mm-hmm. eleven. How about that? Twenty first best offense. Twenty eighth in turnover ratio. Right? Yeah, oh, you gotta have you gotta have splash plays to make the playoffs. What? Not in twenty eleven. Playoffs. 
How about 2008? The 20th best scoring offense. Ah, oh, 22 in yardage. What a dismal offense. What what happened in 2008? Did we, did we make the playoffs that year? Hey, one of the best defenses of all time. Helped them go to the, win the Super Bowl. We won a Super Bowl with a lousy offense? Ah, oh, with Mike Tomlin's fourth worst offense? Won a Super Bowl? Ah. Oh. You know, oh, you know, you need, uh, well, it's like, let's look at the reality of, of, of uh, the team. Here's at the Betts 93, Jeremy Betts from Behind the Steel Curtain. Through three weeks, Steelers offense is 31st in yards. Ah, oh, what a terrible fire Tomlin, fire Tomlin. Oh, but wait, 19th in points, middle of the pack in points okay. per game. Okay. You know, the point is offenses as a whole are struggling to score points so far. Oh, it's almost like. Performance doesn't matter. Stats don't matter. Let's look at some of our best offenses. Sure, you know, having a good offense usually helps you go to the playoffs, but that's not guaranteed. Certainly not. Look at 2018. Sixth best offense in the league. End up a half game out of the playoffs. All right, a tie with Cleveland in week one. Mm -hmm. 2006, 12th best offense. That was eight and eight. Nine and seven made the playoffs that year. 2009, 12th best offense again. Nine and seven, third in the division. 2020, who can forget 2020? I can't, can you Steeler Nation? 12th best offense in the league, started 11 and 0. And we know how that season ended. Oh, lost, yeah. Lost four out of five. Mm hmm. You know, so, you know, having a great offense, it doesn't guarantee you anything. Just like having a horrible offense guarantees you just as much nothingness. Oh, well, you know, you need uh, you need time of you need to, you know, the time of possession. You can't win games with the time of possession. <whistles> that's the that's the tweet here from at Scarpizio. Steelers time of possession through the first three games of 2022 is 76 minutes and 33 seconds. That's the second lowest in the team's first three games of any season since this stat was tracked. The worst, 75 minutes and 24 seconds. In 2019, again, again, a contending team. In team in week 17, who's still in the mix for the playoffs. No, were they in week 17? No, I thought they were eliminated by then. Were they eliminated in week 17? Yeah, the game against the Ravens didn't matter. They were out when they lost to the uh, Jets and the Titans one, I thought. Well, we were the, we would have been the seventh seed that season. Mm-hmm. In a, in a year where they only took six. Right. That happened a lot. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's ultimately stats alone don't matter. Performance alone doesn't matter. It's all of these factors together. They're turnovers, third down situations, fourth down situations, fourth quarter situations. Uh, you know, all the different weirdo things that can happen, injuries or f- weird flags or mm-hmm. uh, maybe your linebacker's coach comes onto the field and draws a flag. It you know, certainly happened before. Yes. So many. There's a there's a million ways to win in the NFL and no single factor matters in any of this does, you know. Oh, well, you know, one and two starts. It's time to give up the team already. Uh, let's, uh, you know, 
There's a lot of recent history as far as uh, bad starts. Oh, yeah, they've had slow starts for a long time now. 2021 started one and three. Same as what, we started one and two, same as this year. Mm-hmm. And I swear this year the fans are worse. Mm-hmm. Made the playoffs last year with a one and three start. 2019 started 0 and three. Again, the duck year comes up a lot. Yeah. And we were the seventh seed that year. Mm-hmm. 2018, one, two, and one start. Missed the playoffs again. That was a seventh seed. Mm-hmm. 2013 started 0 and four. I remember that. Finished eight and eight. Again, the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. 2012 started one and two. Finished eight and eight. Seventh seed. You know, if these teams could, were, could all compete, what is the difference with this team in 2022? 20, 2009 started one and two, finished nine and seven, missed the playoffs that year because there were four nine and seven teams. Okay. 2006 started one and two, finished eight and eight. I mean, it's, do I should I keep going? Let's, well, I mean, that, yeah, I remember that team. That was Cowher's last team, right? That was the one that uh, won with the uh, the very last game in OT against the Bengals. 2002 started one and three. That was that was a good season. Started finished yeah, that 10, was, five that and was one. a Tommy gun. Yeah, two thousand started one and three. Finished nine and seven. The seventh seed once again. Right, and that was the team that went a long way towards building the two thousand and one team that went to the AFC title game. Ninety seven started one and two. Finished eleven and five. Mm-hmm. Ninety three started one and two. Finished nine and seven. So how, just so we got back twenty years. One, two, three, four, five, more six, than 20 seven, years. eight, nine, ten, eleven. We've gone back more than twenty years. Oh, to ninety three. Yeah. I get okay. Well, hey, look, I'm not the math geek. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost half. In the last twenty years, I mean, you know, we're looking at fifty percent of the time the team started like this, and it still competed for the playoffs. Why is 2022 different? Why is this Why is this year any different? Well, I think it's a lot harder for people to uh, see the positive in this because they don't have the security blanket of Roethlisberger back there. I think that's uh, I think that's part of it. And it's also, you know, uh, I, I think I, I also think part of it is that when the team seems to lose, it's like different, different bad things happen at different times. Like it, there is something genuinely demoralizing about watching the other team just continually keep running the ball and kind of take time out of the clock as the Patriots did, as the Browns did with Chubb. I mean, it, you know, I'm certainly not panicking just because, as we talked about in the postgame, uh, you know, the safest bet in all of sports is the home team on Thursday night, regardless of who's playing who and when and whatever. I, I whatever that I forget what that winning percentage is, but it's absolutely preposterously high. So, you know, uh, uh, but man, I think having seen the run defense as bad as last year uh, so far and not having been back there to do the big fourth quarter comebacks, I think that's led that as much as anything has led to the uh, panic that we're seeing. All right. You know, it's like it's it just is a is a very short memory, you know, for me. It's uh, just all these situations where one and two or one and three. Uh, you, you know, want to give up on the team, and the reality is, uh, you know, that's just when we get started half the time. You know, you talk about oh, the run defense against the against the Pats or against the Browns. That's very that's that's kind of micro. You know, we can look at it and analyze it like that. But when it comes down to the big picture, uh, under Tomlin, it's like there's 
like what do you what are we worried about? What oh, you yeah, know, the big the big picture is great. It's just there's it, it, I think there is a concern that the run defense hasn't improved over the last three years. I think it can certainly get better, and I think it sh- they should win this weekend. And and I also think part of the panic is I mean, as fans, it's inevitable that they look forward, and I think there is a genuine fear, uh, uh, not even beyond the jet uh, beyond the Jets of that four game stretch afterwards of teams that all look very good so far. That being the most important part of the phrase. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, teams always look good. You, I mean, look, you can't have 20 years of uh, of Steelers history starting, you know, under the gun in September uh, and then just play cakewalk teams the rest of the season. So uh, these teams always look good. It's the NFL where any given Sunday or Thursday, uh, a team, any team can win. And, you know, that that changes, you know, but people are in panic mode. At KD Pomp, once again, showing up in the in the loser's column. Bob Pompiani, I know it's only week four, but the Jets game is a must-win for the Steelers, or at least as close as a must-win as you can get. Yeah, that's the same thing I was talking about. He sees that four-game uh, stretch after that as ones where they're going to be significant underdogs in all four of them, which, of course, is somewhere where Tomlin's done very well in the past. But uh, I, I see I, I see tweets from that as Pompeiani, and that's what I think he's reacting to. Well, you know, I would have said Cleveland was the must-win. And I'd say the division games would be more must-win than uh, the Jets. But, you know, hey, I want to be 2-2 two and two as much as anyone. How about... At the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi, Steelers have to beat the Jets next week. If they don't, Tomlin will be guaranteed his first losing season. You know, now again, I didn't, I, I, you know, the math isn't my thing, but that seems to be uh, the opposite of a guarantee. <laughs> about how one and three automatically becomes a uh, 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 six, eight, and, nine, uh, yeah, yeah. eight, nine. It, um, I mean, I, I, and it's, it's easy to see how they could go from one and three to one and seven, but, uh, uh, is there certainly, but that's not how this really works in any given moment. You don't know who's going to be hurt in each of those games, all those different things you talked about, which is why they can't be rolled out of no matter what happens on Sunday, the next four games after that, no matter how challenging they may look look i would say one in seven is hard to envision because it hasn't ever happened right you know Mm -hmm. like you would it's more likely to uh you know it's more likely that the power will go out uh or maybe just as likely that the power will go out on acroshore you know (laughs) forcing us to play in the dark than it would be for the steelers you know one in seven it's happened exactly zero times i want to say that I, I was was the first preseason game or the earliest preseason games at Heinz Field where like they ran out of water or something and like there was talk of like you know you have to leave a little bit early something like that happened in like the first preseason game against the Lions but that was an afternoon game and that's as close as it ever got I think you're yeah it's more likely that they're going to run out of icy light in the taps <laughs> at Acroshore now the other thing that gets gotten me this week was and this happens every week so I, I mm-hmm. it's unfair to just pick on it this week but you know all these all the you know the bloggers or the podcasters or the analysts with their reactions I call them question asking reactions where you know the headline is they ask a question when they're really just hiding their truth it's like it's like you should be telling us you're the you're the insightful one you should be telling us the answer not posing the questions uh <laughs> this is i hate this stuff when i read this it's all it's all over this week oh, we'll start you know state at the Steelers, state at the state of the Steelers, mm-hmm. our own 
B, uh, BTSC podcast. Okay. Is it time to panic? Is the question mark? Well, you tell me. Uh, <laughs> insightful one. Basically, if you and if you listened, basically, yes, it is time to panic. Demote, okay. demote Mitch. Uh, this is Omar Khan's fault for bad investments in in linebacker and O line. Hmm. Uh, you know, and at the very end, he's like, "Oh, well, Canada's actually doing a good job." Oh. You know, so it's well, like that's an interesting twist. Oh, you know. Oh, how about? Fox Sports. Is it time for Steelers to start Kenny Pickett? Hmm. Is it? Well, if you read the article, it's Greg Jennings and Amani Toomer saying, "Yes, bitch, Mitch should be benched." Uh, you know, oh. where's where's the counterpoint? Of is it time to start? I don't know. You I think forgot be- about both of those guys. Ninety-three seven. The fan. Would Steelers have a better record with Ben Roethlisberger? Ooh, I don't know. That sounds like a think piece. Well, it's basically just Joe Starkey and Matt Cole saying, "Yeah, they'd be two and one with Ben now." Did so, they say how that? How did they get to two and one? I mean, I could see maybe they they'd have been ahead at the Patriots game. I think it's more likely they'd be one and two. Uh, personally, just because, again, Ben's not out there uh, uh, making any tackles at the point of attack. Well, we're one and two now. How about uh, Steelers Wire? Should the Steelers fire Matt Canada now? Well, and then if you read the article, it's basically they aren't going to. Oh, yeah, that's I knew that. You know, right. Yeah, that's the main reason. The only the only pro they had in the article why the Steelers should fire Matt Canada now is because it gives the people what they want. Mm. Which you know, well, hey, I want uh, I want Kids Incorporated a revival, so I don't know, maybe. Wow. Uh, That's a deep cut, yeah. Oh, here's one from Jonathan Heitredder at uh, over at Steelers Depot. Should Levi Wallace get CB one consideration? Ooh, is that a serious question? Well, it's basically just Witherspoon should be demoted. That mm. should be the real headline. And have, I mean, we have seen Witherspoon uh, give up some catches. I mean, obviously, I'm not seeing the plays he does make. So that uh, well, I think Wallace will get his. CB1 consideration if Witherspoon is still hurt. So maybe you get your, you know, and then even our own, here's uh, Brian Anthony Davis for Behind the Steel Curtain. Could Mike Tomlin's stubbornness work? And if you, and basically he's saying, oh, blame Tomlin for the Browns loss. Uh, so, you know, it's like these questions. I just, I don't, it's like, don't ask the questions. Tell us why, you know, why Mike Tomlin's stubbornness will work or why Mike Tomlin's stubbornness will not work. If that's your argument, you know, own, own who you, who you say you are, own who you are. That's who, that's what we are here. We're here telling you Steeler fans that you're negative three fourths of the time on Twitter. And, uh, you know, you are who you say you are on Twitter. So, uh, you know, maybe we can elevate the discourse. This is, uh, Hmm. Well, isn't also a lot of this question asking stuff? Isn't this essentially like clickbait, right? I mean, the idea is you're 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 thinking that question. You're like, oh, maybe I'll provide an answer to the question later on in the comments, so it's get, to get you to click on the thing. I mean, isn't that how all of this works? That's what I always understood in like news or politics. The quest, the idea of the questioning. Uh, well, does it get, does it get you to click it? Not me, but uh, I mean, yeah. but I mean, the best I ever saw was that I want to say it was Colin Coward. It was when the Steelers were on that losing streak in 2018, and I remember looking up at a bar, and it was Pit of Misery with the question in P I T T, and I was like, "Well, that's creative. That's the one that I it got my attention to look at it. I'm not watching this segment. What but is yeah. that even a full question? Pit of Misery? What's well, the verb? It, well, I think I, I think that was well. I mean, I, it was on TV, so I wasn't like pressing the TV screen, but yeah, I want to say that was during that three or four game losing streak or whatever it was in 2018. It doesn't get me. To click I, whenever i see a question in the headline i'm just odd i know that you're not going to answer the question so i just <laughs> scroll right by you know own who you are if, if you, the question were at were answered it would be in the news section not in the opinion one it's like if you if you think you have insight put it out there don't hide behind a question this is uh at sis cruncher 
that guy uh, seems to break down uh, just like everything else on Twitter. Steelers Twitter is not a reflection of real life. The categories of Twitter accounts, bots, crazy people, liars, and attention seekers, which are liars and crazy people combined. That's pretty insightful. That is a genuinely good breakdown of Twitter of all kinds. I I think I'll be more specific when it comes to Steelers Twitter. I think these are the actual types of Twitter accounts. You've got the clout chasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those who are, you know, trying to make a name from themselves with their uh, with their opinions or their insight. You okay. got the, the masters of the obvious, uh-huh. which are just saying what everyone can see. Oh, we're not throwing down the middle of the field. Oh, we got to get it to George Pickens. Oh, we got to uh, stop the run. Oh, you know, OK, we've got the uninsightful contrarians. Which are just, you know, they they want to just be contrarian for contrarian's sake, mm-hmm. uh, never never insightful, and the uh, and the, you know I think what most people uh, or maybe a little bit of all these categories is uh, is the 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 crapsters, you know, okay. the ishsters. There's a lot of uh, bleed through in all this, and I think most of the accounts that we complain about here are rarely any just one thing i mean it's almost like those when they do the spark testing at the gra- at the draft and there's like maybe you're like a nine at clout chaser but you're like a four at master of the obvious that kind of thing yeah maybe to dial them all these down try to be uh you know maybe try to be authentic uh insightful or maybe even question yourself if you're out there outraged about everything uh you know man like no one ever thinks man i really want them to fire matt canada but mike tomlin doesn't seem to want to fire Matt Canada. I wonder what the disconnect that I have from the Steelers organization. Does anyone ever think, wow, what am I not seeing, you know, that the Steelers organization sees? Why, you know, why do I want to bench Mitch, but uh, they're not doing it? I, you know, the experts, the professionals, the Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. are, you know, don't seem to have the same point of view as I have. What what does that say about me? Does anyone ever think like that? <laughs> I mean, I, I see all that, but I also get the idea of being unhappy at one and two, though. I, I, I get the general idea of being unhappy with how this is going. Yeah, I mean, I'm unhappy about the last Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not out there saying, oh, I could have written a better movie, or I could have, I mean, you, you probably could have, the very last one, but your point is well taken about the idea about the idea of getting rid of everyone uh, uh, is preposterous. Or anyone, or anyone. How about that? I'll mm. get who you know. Hey, if uh, if Tomlin wants to bench Tyson Alalalu, okay, then I want to bench Tyson Alalalu. I don't have, I don't know, I don't know anything about that more right. than the experts. Absolutely, that's part of being a fan is that you're going along with it. Yeah, I was. I mean, I I didn't even notice that except when it came up today in the uh, press conference. I had to Tuesday. realize that in the last game. Yeah. At, uh, mm-hmm. All right. Well, luckily we've got a better show coming in the second half. Uh, Cody Sable. With the story behind the Air Force Ones, this was my favorite story of the year so far. So I, you know, I went to him directly. I was like, I got to get the whole story. Good, 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 good. We'll get that coming up in the second half. Um, I don't know anything else. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe we'll just end it with air. Maybe we'll just. End. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for our sponsors. Sponsors. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Raise your brain. You got it. Raise your brain. You want it. You got confidence. Secure. Feeling confident? Raise your brand. Got $150 million? Raise your brand. Need AI solutions to carbon-based insurance problems? Raise your brand and reach for AcraShore. Confidence, confidence, tried and secure. Raise your brand, raise your brand, AcraShore. Raise your brand, raise your brand, AcraShore. All right, welcome back. Uh, I got a special guest joining me now, speed painter, extraordinaire, high-end, custom cleat artist, Cody Sable. Everyone, you know who he is. Welcome to What Jen's Talking About. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You know, we could talk the whole hour about, you know, your career, but I specifically want to talk about the Air Force One project. Uh, you know, this had me hyped. How did you get the call? Does the phone light up with the words, you know, Mike Tomlin? Um, no, it actually lights up with uh, Adam Reagan, who is the head of Steelers Equipment. Okay. And uh, he's like, you could kind of hear it in his voice. He's like, I, I don't I don't know if this is possible. <laughs> he's like, but is there any way you can create some Air Force Ones that are all black? Uh, we have all the shoes. He's like, you just have to come pick them up. And paint them, and like, uh, I, I I don't, <laughs> I still am kind of amazed that we got it done. I employed some of my uh, closest friends, and I said, "Hey, why don't you call off a week of work, <laughs> and I'll I'll pay you." And um, we 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 got it done. We we created a, a little bit of a of uh, a, a workshop um, in the. Uh, um, in my garage and i mean we just had we should probably all go see a doctor after <laughs> what from oh from the from the fumes yes, <laughs> yes. yeah <laughs> so uh we you had you said you had about a week's notice to put, get this all together just a week yeah it was uh i think we got the shoes on september 2nd and then it was uh you know due september 9th and this, you you said uh, you said you you know you got the call from the equipment manager. With these relationships set up through all the work you've done with the cleats, you know, through I mean Vance McDonald and I saw TJ's now and Muth. Is that where this relationship came from? Yeah. So I I'm actually very familiar with with uh, just about everybody that uh, works in the Steelers front office at this point, uh, including all their equipment guys like you know Adam and Pat and guys like Kyle and. And uh, just to name a few guys that work there, like we we talk pretty consistently um, because there's always cleats that need to be changed, uh, need to be sort of fixed or changed uh, Steelers colors or just created. So we we stay in pretty constant communication uh, all season, which is cool. Well, then maybe you can shed a little light then because people don't really know the role of that of that staff maybe so you you mean you're you're saying weekly there's got to be adjustments and corrections yeah so um and honestly that that it's all uh based upon you know individual needs uh of, of the players you know um uh just for example james daniels uh is a new he's a new guy uh on the team uh, this is his first year on the steelers so he has a bunch of cleats from teams past or 
he has a couple pairs of cleats that Nike doesn't make anymore. So sometimes guys get really comfortable with a set of cleats and then Nike stops producing them because they're on to like the, the, the two or the three or the four of, of that brand. But guys get comfortable and they stay there with that shoe. So, you know, I last year we had to turn Trey Turner's cleats from 2013 <laughs> into Steelers colors. We were like shoveling off paint on this because every city you would get a new custom custom artist so it's uh guys like people wonder like well can't they just get new shoes and the answer is sometimes no sometimes they can't do you like have you become like a clearinghouse like the 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 cleat junkyard like we need a we need a part from a a 2016 reebok or we need you know we need one of these (laughs) no you know they they give me all the equipment i'm just the paint guy okay i i uh it would be cool if we had like a little warehouse of parts, like an AutoZone or, or something <laughs> like that. But we, we don't have that here. Well, when I heard about, you know, with the, with the, with the Air Force Ones, I, you know, this felt to me almost as an artist. Maybe you can tell me if I'm, if I'm off base. This felt to me in the vein of like a Banksy or Warhol type of move. Like he, like Tomlin was creating art in a space that wasn't there before and, and created this message that every, it came across to everyone. Yeah. Um, well, what I appreciate most about the project is that I feel like it's become a little bit a part of like Steelers lore that like, you know, Tomlin wanted to send a message out to the rest of the NFL. That's like, Hey, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be fighting all season. We're going to be fighters. That's the mentality that we have to have. Um, so the idea that I got to be a part of that in that way was, was, uh, really cool. And to, you know, try to bring coach Tomlin's vision, uh, to, to fruition was, uh, like just a really cool thing in and of itself. I, you know, I just appreciate all those projects that, uh, that seem to come my way in that aspect. Um, did you, you know, I went and searched for a pair myself, but then I was like, well, I don't want the all black. I want the painted black. Have have you, have have you seen like, is there any, have, have you created like a trend in that sense? Well, you know what? It was, uh, there was two things going through my mind when I was watching that, uh, the week one game, the Steelers Bengals is if they lost, it was going to be, I was going to get a lot of <laughs> uh, slack on Twitter because they were fake black air force ones. Yeah. If, if coach Tomlin would have got the real air force ones, they would have won. <laughs> so I was a little bit worried about that. But when uh, Boswell, when Chris came out for the first uh, attempt in overtime that he had, I was like, all right, well, we got this in the bag. And then he uh, he doinked it, and uh, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> somehow, like uh, in a, in this weird way, I'm gonna be responsible for this loss. And then they end up winning, which was which was great. So uh, there was there was I mean, you know, anytime you do something that that gets a lot of traction on uh, Twitter or social media in general, you seem to hear a lot of the negative side of that. So. <laughs> The fact that they won really helped out with that. Yeah, no, no kidding. Social media, what you know, while you bring it up, like part of part of what this show does is we kind of, uh, you know, we kind of go after some of the toxic behavior that we see out on social media. You know, kind of. I, I, I know you're a man of strong faith. I, one of my philosophies is like love your neighbor as yourself. So when I see you know some of the people online, uh, you know, like people rooting against, you know, for instance, say like fire. 
Canada or bench Mitch. And I kind of look at that as unneighborly behavior. Uh, but then other people were like, hey, this is sports. It, you know, wh- wh- how do you where do you come down on that? Oh, man. Well, it's a it's such a balance. There's there are times where I get frustrated by it because uh, uh, I remember one time I was doing a mural in uh, somebody's basement. They just wanted this big sports room. They uh, paid me to come do a big giant mural. And he's like, you talking to me about the people that I've met. And he's like, you know, this guy and, you know, I'll keep his name out. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's a great guy, like great man of faith, like really, really good dude. We we've been friends for years, uh, you know, been to his house a few times and, and, you know, just kind of like, you know, I try to like talk about these guys in, in the best way possible. And this guy deserved it. Right. Like he's just a great guy. This, uh, magical person that you can guess yeah, about. Yeah. And the guy was like, Oh yeah, dude, that's awesome. I, I mean, that just, I mean, it stinks that he just like, isn't that good at football. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I just told you we were friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't, so I mean, I mean that that's that's fine. I, I think the the players know uh, the players, the coaches, everybody knows what they've signed up for, um, and, and it's this thing about entertainment where everybody gets to have a voice about it because it it really is entertainment. But um, it crosses the boundaries into like these are these are people fighting for their dreams, fighting for their lives, fighting for millions of dollars. So I, I definitely never call for anybody's jobs to be uh like taken away from them and yeah. i definitely don't um want you know i i never say anything about players replacing other player players like if uh you know you hear a lot of talk about mitch and kenny and it's just like you know uh i'm just gonna root for the guy who's who's out there and sometimes you know it is frustrating but i mean a lot of people use the steelers and use sports to uh separate themselves from you know uh their their lives like, like there's a lot of people that this is their their life is Pittsburgh Steelers football. I think my grandfather was like that. So um, it, I think they get it. I, I definitely don't. Uh, I try to stay away from the negative stuff on Twitter, especially when it comes to like people that I know and people that I've like fostered relationships with. So uh, I try not to listen to that. Sometimes it is frustrating, but I, I hardly ever respond to stuff like that. You know, these guys are the experts. I see. I put my faith in people like Mike Tomlin. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know better than him. That's the way I look at it. So what, you know, what yeah. do I know? I can't even, uh, I can't even get my iPad to, to work half the time to get Amazon streaming. So, uh, <laughs> Cody, man, I appreciate, uh, you stopping by, uh, you know, if you want to follow you on Twitter, it's at Co- Cody Sable art. Um, yeah. anything else uh, you want to plug quickly? Uh, no, I don't have anything. Just, uh, <laughs> just, you know, search my name and see what comes up, and I hope you like it. All right, man. We're, well, hey, we're going to be following you, uh, you know, this season and every season, of course. I appreciate you again. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, still some more hate to get to. I guess we should still, uh, <laughs> you know, we had, we hardly even talked about, uh, we, we hardly talked about the man of the hour, public enemy, numero uno. At the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi, award-winning reporter, 
Josh Roundtree on the fan says the majority of Steelers offensive players want Matt Canada fired. <laughs> this was the worst episode of Steeler Reporter Twitter in some time. I mean, this should be the head. This would be wouldn't this be all over ESPN or all over? This would be everywhere. Oh, this would be an international story. I mean, this would be the kind of thing that would break out into like outside of sports media. There must be more to it than an Andrew Filipponi tweet, right? Could there possibly be any more context? Let's go to at Chris Muller, PGH, Chris Muller. He has the exact quote. They're not happy with the play calling and therefore not happy with the play caller. That's from Steelers reporter Josh Roundtree. Big takeaway from what we heard. Now, this is different from Steelers want Matt Canada fired. Not, <laughs> uh, you know, players aren't happy with the play calling, therefore not happy with the play caller. Mm -hmm. Also, I think the big tell there is the, wor the words and therefore. <laughs> because that's where you're making the assumption. That's where you're making this leap and logic. I can see not being happy with the play calling, but again, that gets back to what you've been discussing earlier and what we've been talking about here about just not being happy with how it worked out. They would have been happy with the play calling had the plays uh, been more successful. But yeah, that's... And again, we never know the context of these things, but like, geez, ah, the play calling. Like, and that could... Or, oh, that one play there... Or yeah. this play, and I think, and that could be like, well, they're not happy with the play calling, and therefore. Well, here is let's let's get the, from the source himself, Josh Roundtree. Luckily, I mean, the fan usually just lets it all linger, but he had the clarification <laughs> at J Round Thirty Two, Josh Roundtree, to clarify this just a bit. No one has publicly come out and said that Canada should be fired. <laughs> There, but there's a strong sense, okay, he's Spider-Man, there's a strong sense <laughs> that the players are unhappy with the direction of the offense, and if polled, I, be I believe would favor for change. This, wow, talk about walk back. This is uh, swimming back, uh, uh, you know, so no one has publicly come out and said, okay, so, you know, mm -hmm. so the Filipponi tweet is completely false, mm -hmm. uh, you know. But there's a strong sense. Is that what's a strong sense? Is that uh, 26 out of 52 players? Well, you know, what? I mean, well, they, well, we'll never know because they weren't actually pulled. Yeah, there's a strong sense. Meaning, I have a strong sense, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't say that. Meaning, I have a strong sense that the players are unhappy with the direction of the offense. If Paul, if if we went and asked them, I didn't ask everyone. I'm in mm -hmm. the locker room. I didn't go around and polled. But if polled, mm -hmm. they would be favor of a change. I mean, that just seems like four or five assumptions. Oh, it does, and it's a, a lot of running back. But it, I mean, this is the most I've actually looked at the at the the what the man said, and there is like there is a weird spectrum of what he could have actually said and what he might have actually heard. Like, it, no, because it goes all the way from, like, you know, what I said earlier about the one of the players being like, ah, oh, this play call in the third quarter. And it does all, all but it, it does go up to, like, some guy, you know, saying, like, hey, I, I really would favor a new offensive coordinator, but you can't tell anybody that. And it's between those two uh, extremes. It, um, but yeah, I, it's, but yeah, I, yeah, it's hard not to just read this as players unhappy team, not winning. It's the fan being the fan. They're out there creating new seasons of scandal, uh, you know, or, uh, or, you know what was the what was the uh, empire? You oh, know? okay. I, it's I, like that. It's I like, never watched either of those shows. That's yeah. the narrative. I've heard good things though. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the narrative the fan is uh, is trying to put out there every week. It's weird, you know. You don't see uh, DVE with these takes. You don't see PPG with the you know. Even though there's some cross pollination yeah, there. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot there, and also the fan doesn't have the Steelers broadcast right, whereas DVE does. I mean, DVE is like 
Steelers Nation Radio 1 or 2 or however it works. Yeah, DVE is iHeartRadio, 93.7 mm. The Fan is Audacity. Mm. You you choose your loyalties. I, uh, <laughs> how about something? How about a little insight, actually? There's some an actual moment of insight. Mm-hmm. At Steeler Nation. Steeler Nation. I'm, I've been uh, I've been on to these guys, actually. They're a little bit, uh, you okay. know. Uh, the Steelers 2022 offensive struggles looks familiar to a situation where Bill Cower had to remove his offensive coordinator from calling plays. Hmm. Um, so uh, if you remember back in 1998 when Cower promoted Ray Sherman mm-hmm. um, after, uh, gosh, who left to go with Barry Switzer? It was, Ch- it was Chan Gailey left, right? Okay, yeah. Chan Gailey went to the to the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. With And uh, Cower promoted Ray Sherman... Apparently it would, did not work out. Oh yeah, that team was pretty bleak on offense. Yeah. And to the to the point where Cower did remove the offensive coordinator in the last game in week seventeen. Mm-hmm. And it was his. He said it was his biggest mistake ever. He couldn't do the offensive play calling and the head coaching. You know, with the chin sticking out and. The, oh the, yeah, it'd be a mess. I mean, that's I, I forget who brought up the point about how if they do remove Canada, then you're getting the plays called by Mike Sullivan. The quarterback coach and who has any idea what that's going to be i mean it's not you know uh, yeah so you know all these people rooting for canada to for something to happen to them it just it just ain't gonna happen it's not it's not even if they you know look if they take play calling away from him that's even a bigger problem yeah i mean again the only positive thing i can think of is the ravens that year with flacco where they removed that offensive coordinator with like a month to go and won the super bowl but they're so but who knows what the actual inner workings of all that are there's all those things you just can't know yeah right they're intangibles more than stats and tape like we said in the first half it doesn't matter what you think tell them rock <laughs> I, I i got tired of twitter i went to, i had to go to reddit i'll i'll, oh, I'll, wow. use, I'll use the same that is bad we'll go to at gart art funkel on Reddit, Canada is Mr. Lanley from the Monorail Simpsons episode. He has a great sales pitch, gets everyone excited, stays for a brief time, takes the money, builds a piece of junk. Of course, the Monorail episode is a parody of The Music Man. Right. Sorry, sorry, youngins. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the great uh, Simpsons episodes, maybe the first truly great one. It, uh, Yeah, I mean, it's okay. So Canada did build that very good pit offense, and then he went to what was it, LSU, and then that didn't work out. And then I forget where he, if he went to, if that's when he came back to the Steelers or what. But it, uh, I don't know. It, 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 I remember that pit offense being very good. It, uh, that was the one that beat Clemson. I don't have a lot of memories of Canada pre the Steelers other than that. Perhaps my mind's been clouded too. No, I, you know, Canada didn't get on my radar until he was NFL Network's top five new coordinators to watch in 2021. <laughs> that's right. So what an August it was. Um, there, there is Tomlin testimonials out there. I bring these to you because, you know, when we hear from players who played from him or people who know Tomlin, that's when we get the insight. It's not, you know, what the, what the, what you tweet about or what you're feeling in your tweets. Let's go to at the Rich Eisen show. Joe Hayden just told us that while at Miami U, he'd walk around campus, I'm sorry, at Florida, University of Florida, He'd walk around campus with Tim Tebow, and people would just cry seeing the Heisman winner. I would cry too if I saw Tebow for <laughs> different reasons. If you had to like actually interact with him, yeah. But you know, of course, Eisen is a Tomlin fan, is like Certainly. me, and he wanted. He's like, talk to me about Tomlin. Coach Tomlin is very, um, he's very self-aware, and I think he knows the heartbeat of the team. He's able what? to talk to us and very transparent, very transparent of like 
when you didn't perform. So he'll go in there and he'll be on Trubisky. He'll be on the line. He'll be on everybody. So you know where you stand and you know that you need to get your stuff going. I think that Coach T is able to just really communicate to all of the players in a way that you hear exactly what he's saying. Do you hear that? Hey, you know, Tomlin is the most self-aware coach. So it's, you know, like people are like, oh, Tomlin is just stubborn. He doesn't want to make changes. No, he knows exactly what he knows. The offense is underperforming. He mm. knows that, you know, players may or may, may not be open. He knows all of this. It's nothing. He's not putting his head in the dirt and saying, oh, I hope it just gets better. I hope we're 500. You know, he's self-aware. He knows what has to be fixed. He's He's going to tell these people to their faces, Trubisky, the O-line. So you know he's going to tell Matt Canada. You know he's not going to play nice to Matt Canada. I would. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would assume that. I, I And I wasn't sure if it was this quote or something else I'd read with Tomlin. I want to say it was in this Hayden interview at some point where he said something in a, a, a video review where he said something effective. And I'm going to mess the quote up. It was very nice. But, like, if you don't fix this, we're going to go shopping. Yeah, yeah. That and, was, that, and that's yeah. certainly someone that, and that to me, does not say a person that is entirely 100% on being stubborn. I mean, you don't say, I mean, that's, that's not an indirect threat. That's an actual threat. That yeah. is a live right now threat. Yeah, you know, uh, we you know we know we know what Tomlin says about messages. I don't send messages. I just make moves. I just make moves. We're gonna go shopping. Even you, Joe Hayden, and 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 they did. They went shopping this year. They went right, shopping. and it's and it's entirely possible that should these things continue on a negative trajectory, then he goes shopping now. Whether that shopping is outside the organization or inside, I mean it. I I, I do think Tom. I mean, while Tomlin prepares for every game and they're all important this and this, I wouldn't be surprised if should things go south on Sunday that there aren't perhaps some significant changes then, or if this team does uh, continue you to not be as good as perhaps we would hope we'll see we'll see um th- th- uh, th- did anyone earn my follow that I, th- I found one soul out there one kind soul i think uh, that's it over a year of doing this show i don't think it was just this week yeah no kidding here's at nate store nate store i'm tired of seeing all these bum ass pessimistic Steeler fans on twitter either say you're a fake fan and get the out and support Coach Tomlin and the 53 men wearing the black and gold. That's the way I see it. It's like, it's like I'm just here for the ride. I, you know, I know how to watch football. I don't know how right. to play. I don't know how to coach. I know how to watch football, and I know who I want to win. Yes, so. and that, and and really, that's all you have to do as as a person watching the game. You have no external responsibilities to know the stats, to know the players, to understand the responsibilities of the Mac linebacker and the three four defense. That what you just said is very true about what you your what you owe this game when you watch it i like you know and i love the if you're a tape fanatic or a stat fanatic yeah that's awesome too that's if that helps you understand the game but you also need to understand these these men as people too and and you know and why you know the leaders the men as leaders or is, is more to the decisions they make than what a tape or what a stat is going to say and even beyond that just to piggyback on what kyle said is that if you don't look at these men as people that can lead to you dehumanizing them and saying terrible things to or about them on Twitter. Like that one leads into the next. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, oh okay. Hold on. We got to do a Hail Mary. All right. Time to, uh, time to put together a two minute winning drive. I hope. All right. Uh, just a couple odds and ends here. Let's start with at Noah 
Strackbian, Noah Strackbian. Cam Hayward has announced his first Cam's Kindness Week that begins today and runs through Sunday. It's a week of giving back to the Pittsburgh community. Mm-hmm. The, he's been everywhere this week, and they're still practicing, right? But oh, he's yeah. been to Children's Hospital. He's been to the McKeesport Presidential Library. He's been to the Obama Academy. He's been to Angel's Place. He's been up to uh, Sheridan Avenue, the Orchard and Garden. Uh, he's doing a flag football game back at the Steelers facility. It's a lovely thing. I, I saw Tomlin at the press conference wearing that shirt for Cam's Kindness Week. I like that. Yeah, so that, you know, they're out there doing things in the community. And who teaches them to be bigger men, to have more things about than football in their lives? I don't know. The, the and the Tomlins. Imagine if we tried Steelers Twitter kind this week. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Maybe be kind on Twitter. How about that? Um. All right. This was. I found this interesting. Okay. At Washington Post, Washington Post, nearly two decades after the NFL implemented the Rooney Rule, black coaches continue to be largely shut out of the top jobs, and the problem is only getting worse. This was a, they've got a big, like, they've got three or four different articles on the Washington Post over this. Mm-hmm. What, but what I find interesting is, so they asked the owners to comment. You know, of course, the owners are like, no, we, we're not touching Absolutely this story. Absolutely not. But the only owner who did talk was Art Rooney, the mm-hmm. second. Uh, of course, you know, the Rooney Rule, uh, maybe he has a little more at stake. He wants to to be on the record for this stuff certainly but they also interviewed i mean there's only 36 black coaches uh living and or past okay uh, so they tried to washington post tried to interview all of them uh tomlin declined he did oh. not want to talk to them about it now you could say well he's singularly focused on the new york jets okay uh you know tony dungy did talk to them and talked about uh the steelers culture as part of that so maybe Tomlin's mentor talking to the press means he didn't have to. I don't know, but I just uh, I on on these kind of issues, it does feel a little weird that he that Tomlin is not embracing leadership on this. Well, I mean, it's it's he might see think that it's not his place to do so right now necessarily. Also, I mean, this sounds like this was a larger investigation by the Post, so that's not to say it necessarily all came together this week. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and, and I get without having read the piece, I mean, were there any other active coaches who did speak in this? Yeah, they got like twenty four out of the thirty six. No, but uh, I meant any that are coaching right now. Yeah, I mean, oh, 20, okay. 24 oh, okay. out of 36. Oh, I see, 36. Include. Okay, I thought you meant 36 all time. All time, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so, I mean, but it's but there were people coaching in the league right now who did respond. I mean, it's it's not like Tomlin hasn't spoken on these issues in the past. I mean, I, 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 who knows what came together with this exact one Washington Post thing. And it's, you know, and again, there's no stronger comment than hiring Brian Flores to this staff, which is, you know, it's still, as I mean, as clear a sign of just how bad this system is that a man who was this good at it uh, had to take a job as the, you know, that they made up of linebackers, coach, special assistant, defensive commandante or whatever eight-word title they made up for him, (laughs) which is great. But, I mean, you know, the fact that he's not coaching somewhere in the league is preposterous. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, you know, hopefully maybe when he he leaves coaching, I wouldn't mind – you know, learning more about all these issues from, you know, everything from just, you know, his time with John Mitchell to, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you know, the George Floyd era, you know, the, uh, you know, the Colin, the Colin Kaepernick era, like these, how he dealt with these issues with the team. Or even just tell me the entire story of that 24 hours in Chicago. Yeah. From that night to that team meeting to that morning to him allegedly saying to Bannon and Pouncey, hey, you guys go figure this out. I'm giving you what I can. <laughs> like... Um, all right, last thing. We'll give the final word to at NFL, the National Football League. 
You just knew who was going to sling it the furthest at the 1998 QB Challenge. Uh, they were putting these highlights because the Pro Bowl is gone and they're replacing it with, uh, you know, a, a more like some kind of pro games. Which, which I'm actually fine with. I, that doesn't bother me. No, I love it. And, it, and this mm-hmm. is the reason why. They had the video clip, you know, who threw it the furthest in 98? Well, Brett Favre threw it the furthest, 74 yards. But who was right there at 73 yards? Cordell Stewart. Uh, to- hey, every time that clip comes on, at uh, where was it? Who threw it? Was it Michael Westbrook? I forget who caught it for the. Uh, I know the guy ended up going to the Washington franchise, but that one of the all-time greatest college plays that looked like seventy plus yards in the air. I don't know if it was. It was we just celebrated the anniversary. That was September twenty fourth. Wow. Uh, the, the you know the hail mary. Wow. Uh, so I'm all for the games. I hope that they. You know, uh, don't be afraid to look at the MTV Challenge, Real Real World 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 Challenge. There's eating competitions. (laughs) There's trivia competitions. That's always fun to know who knows, you know, the most about their fellow players. Mm -hmm. There's uh, puzzles. Puzzles are always a good equalizer among, uh, you know, athletes and non-athletes. Well, it was always going to be hard to do an all-star game for the sport that's the most based around violence. (laughs) <laughs> right. I mean, that was always going to be a challenge. Like the NHL All Star Game is fun, but it's just you know it's a passing exhibition, which was should be. Who cares? Like, but their skills things is very fun as well. Their skills things are a hoot. They really are. But I meant the game itself is always, you know. I can see, yeah, oh, we get Boswell out there in a kicking competition. You know that he's going to be. Right. That's what we've been talking about. All right. Thanks, Coach. Uh, We we can keep the conversation going on social media if you dare. Or you cannot have the conversation and just go on with your life. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't mind a positive conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I I just precluded that as an impossibility, but you're right. Even just like, man, I can't wait for the game, man. You know, like, oh, we're going to get to play Joe Flacco. Oh, how cool would that be? Or if it's not Joe Flacco, we, you know, we get to play. I think if it's Zach Wilson, we've played six different quarterbacks the last six times. I was trying to remember who was the quarterback that beat him in the Duck and Mason game. I couldn't even remember at this point. I got nothing. I think I was at the game when Sanchez beat us. I don't know. Wow. Was that... Uh I don't know. I was wearing a William Gay jersey okay. in, in Giant Stadium. That was not my best move. But Wow. We all bear a little responsibility to make sure that we elevate this floor. We got to elevate this platform. Uh, It'd be hard not to. It's, uh, you know... There's no no reviews this week for Behind the Steel Curtain. Aww. We you know uh, it, it, we we need your reviews. It, it helps us in the algorithm. A little word of mouth, a little tweet, maybe a little shared post on Facebook or something. Maybe I don't know. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do. Maybe if maybe a. I don't know what else. What uh, else is a, there? A, a heart, a kind thought, uh, anything positive. Yeah, uh, yeah, a prayer, maybe a prayer and a <laughs> and a and a wish. It's a wish, yeah, maybe a wish. A, a wish, wish would work. A wish would work. Um, you know, help us out. We uh, we're here with at behind the steel curtain, twenty five podcasts a week, trying to give you wow. more content than anyone else. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you got we got to raise the platform. So mm-hmm. uh, consider consider you know a review. Mm-hmm. Man, we always gonna show respect to the other men that we work alongside, man. Uh, keep uh, listening to Behind the Steel Curtain Podcast Network. Got the Steelers preview coming up. Uh, the Jets game. It's a must win, according to you know Bob Pompiani and Andrew Pompiani. It would Andrew be a nice to win. It would be nice to win this one. It's a conference game. You got to win those. You right? We could. We didn't win in division. Next best thing is to win in conference. Because if you look back to the first half, a lot of seventh seeds uh, we finished out of the playoffs, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it comes down to conference record. These September games. You know, we, we. I like to say no one can win in September, but you, you can, can certainly help your wins well you can lose i mean you can lose the seat you can't win the super bowl now you can lose it all right we will see you next week 
Uh, hopefully talking about some better Steelers fans. Yes, yes. <laughs> Imagine that. You know, remember these immortal wards, wards from Coach Tomlin. <laughs> Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.